This podcast is for the nameless woman trying to navigate through this world, the woman who desires to walk boldly through the whispers, knowing her purpose is silencing the noise, the woman who wants to share her God-given gifts for the kingdom of God, but doesn't know where to start. If you can relate to her, I invite you to come along on this journey with me, a journey of discovery that will hopefully bring clarity to many areas of our lives. Now this is your time, so pull up a seat and let's get to work. Welcome to the Alabaster Box Podcast. We are back at it, y'all. We survived the week, so that definitely deserves a celebration. I loved seeing all of the back-to-school pictures of all the future CEOs, healthcare professionals, community helpers, writers, and lawmakers. Y'all know we are going to speak these things into existence. <laughs> These babies are world changers, and I pray we get the opportunity to see them walking in their purpose. So this year, Sloan started pre-K-4, and I am honestly in disbelief how fast she is growing. I remember when she was born like it was yesterday, and I miss those sweet baby snuggles so much. It's truly a blessing to see that my little rainbow baby is growing and glowing. So for those who didn't know, August 22nd is recognized as National Rainbow Baby Day. I make sure to share a picture on social media, not only to celebrate my beautiful gift from God, but to give other families hope who are in their waiting season. Because having a rainbow baby, you know what it feels like to have loved and lost and the roller coaster of feelings that come along with it. My rainbow baby journey started in 2017 when Chris and I unexpectedly lost our sweet girl, whom we affectionately called Buttercup. <laughs> Only 16 weeks into our pregnancy, I was left feeling lonely, guilty, angry, forgotten, and dealt with. So I was lonely because I felt like I was the only one who had ever experienced this. Because honestly, y'all, how many people talk about it? Thank God celebrities are starting to discuss their journey to parenthood. But for us regular people, I'm sorry, but that is nothing people are putting on their stories or their Instagram pages. So in a world full of billions of women, I honestly felt like I was the only one who was going through this because there was no one I could connect with. So I was guilty and angry because, again, I felt like my only job for 10 months 
was to make sure I carry and protect this beautiful human being growing inside of me. And I failed. I felt forgotten and dealt with because I often replayed the list in my head. I would say, okay, Lauren, you love God. You've prayed, you tithe, you're generous and you covered your baby in prayer. So at that time, I was unsure what I actually did to deserve this, but I knew there had to be something I did to deserve to experience such a great loss. So of all these negative feelings I was experiencing, it made me question who I was and what I believed. It made me question how I saw myself and how God saw me and also how I saw him. Y'all, those negative feelings will have you rethinking your entire life. And here's the thing. There were things that I knew about God, like I knew that I knew. I knew God didn't keep records of wrongs, but in my despair, I needed an answer. And I needed something that made sense. I needed something that was essentially A plus B equals C. So my guilt, my anger, me feeling forgotten made me feel the need to identify the wrongs And whatever the wrong was, as the reason I experienced this loss. And y'all, thankfully, through my husband covering me and utilizing the resources that were available to me, I was able to make some changes. I knew I couldn't change my experience, but I needed to still be tender with myself and stop looking for the why. I realized my idea of God was challenged based on the difficulty of the situation. So I had to do two things. The first was remind myself who God really was and not who I felt he was in the moment, but find out biblically who God was. And the second thing I had to do was stop looking for answers. I had to come to terms with myself that the why wasn't important. And y'all, let me be clear for a minute. Everything I felt was absolutely normal, but it took me a long time to get out of that negative space. And I honestly don't want that for anyone else. So from that point on, I started studying more and more. And there was one passage I found that is especially dear to my heart. And it's Psalms 139, verses 13 through 18. And it says, For you formed my inward parts. You covered me. In my mother's womb, I will praise you for I am fearfully 
and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book, they all were written. The days fashioned for me when as yet there were none of them. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. And y'all, I remember I would read it every single night with tears flowing from my eyes because just as God created me, he created Sweet Buttercup. He knew us before we were formed. He knew how we would react. He knew everything we would experience and still he created us wonderfully. His thoughts towards us are precious, never to harm us, never vengeful towards us. He thinks about us constantly and we are dear to him. So the why, y'all, the why was no longer important because I was able to take another look at the who. The who loves me dearly. The who will leave everyone else to chase after me. The who sacrificed his only son so that I may live. The who allowed me to go through that time in order to grow for this time. The who is a protector and a keeper. And the who never denied me, but he was preparing me. So the why, that didn't even matter and it could never stand up to the who. So I knew when we decided to grow our family again, God was the same God that carried us in 2017. So no matter what, I was going to trust him. Now y'all, I was nervous and I was scared, but whenever those feelings started, I pulled out Psalm 139, verses 13 through 18. And y'all, at our 34-week checkup, we were finally told that we can purchase a car seat and we can start preparing to bring our little girl home. I remember asking God, God, when I hold Sloan for the first time, 
I want to see her smile. That smile will let me know everything that I have gone through was worth it. And you always keep your promises. Y'all at 38 weeks, our sweet baby girl was born. Sloan, Victoria was our warrior. She was our fighter. The umbilical cord was wrapped around her arm and her leg three times as she was frantically delivered while wailing. My sweet baby was the only one in the nursery and y'all, God gave me peace. Chris would go take pictures of her and bring them to me so I could see her. But I knew the hard part was over. And finally, after 24 hours, the nurse rolled the cutest little girl, rolled up like a little baby burrito, <laughs> into the room. And she said, Mom, I know you're ready to hold her. And once she got in my arms, my girl smiled. And I knew God had not forgotten about me. And y'all, he hasn't forgotten you. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Please don't forget to like our page, Alabaster Box Podcast on Instagram. And don't forget to like, follow, share the podcast on Apple and Spotify. We will be back next week. We can't wait for you to listen. Have a good one.